listening to Hear the Turtle. Your hosts are Taylor Slife and Keith Snedden. It's Wednesday, April 4th, 2018, and Keith, it's been a little bit of a hiatus. We are back. You know, it gets a little busy around here in March, uh, Taylor, as, as you know, and as a lot of our fans probably know, there's a lot going on. So a couple things, you know, took our priorities away, but hey, we made it back eventually, right? Come on. We were always going to come back. We, we were never going to leave you. No, we were never going to leave you. Absolutely not. Well, Keith, you were going to Hawaii. I was going to England. We were in a lot of different places. There were some extenuating circumstances it, it, it that was, took away the ability to record the pod. It was funny calling you at night in Hawaii and you picking up the phone at being like 8 a.m. Uh, England time. You're eating breakfast. You know, I'm getting ready for bed. It was uh, it was an interesting dynamic. Absolutely outrageous stuff. We will get back to that, our, our, our trips around the globe, as it were, over the past few weeks. But let's talk some Maryland sports first. Obviously, spring sports fully in in swing, spring in swing. Well, you could say in bloom because in know, bloom, very, you know, very nicely said, yeah. very nicely said, Keith. And men's women's lacrosse really sort of picking up where they le- left off every season. Both teams ranked in the top five of the country. Both teams have taken losses since we talked men's lacrosse to Albany, women's lacrosse to North Carolina, but really have it back on track and look prime for pretty successful seasons as per usual. Yeah, we, we previewed that Albany game with Connor Kelly, and, and we knew it was going to be a tight contest, one versus two. Uh, and they just couldn't. You know, close the deal on that one, losing by one goal uh, in Maryland Stadium, eleven to ten. But since then, you know, they've been fantastic, beating a very good Villanova team, which is you know right around that top five, beating them thirteen to eleven on the road, picking up a eleven to seven win at the Pacific Coast Shootout out on the West Coast, able to to knock off North Carolina, who's inside the top twenty, and then getting conference play started with a thirteen to five, pretty dominating victory uh, for the men there out in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, to uh, to kind of get back on the on the right track and get off to a one and zero start in conference play. Yeah, and obviously the names you know have been there and played well, but I think one person that's really come and made a big difference to that Maryland lacrosse team is Justin Shockey, their new faceoff guy. Elvin did one of the best faceoff guys in the country, and Shockey really played him to a draw there throughout that game. Terps just weren't able to close it, but he's been really a game changer for the Terps at the X, and is going to be an you know an X factor for lack of a better term as the Terps go down through the stretch. Possession so so big in men's lacrosse and women's lacrosse. Well, you win the draw, win the faceoff. Um, so that guy is very very big for Maryland. The emergence of the freshman Bubba Fairman, a very um, exciting guy that I think is going to be around for a long long time. Men's lacrosse, you know, Albany's going to be a tough team. They're going to be there, but. Uh, the rest of the country a little bit down this year, so Terps really have stuck around that top two, top three type of ranking. I think they're going to be a top seed if Albany takes a loss. Could be the top seed in the NCAA tournament as we move forward. Women's across obviously had that early loss in February to North Carolina, a little bit of a shocker in overtime, but have really played very well since then. Uh, recently beat James Madison, who was in the top five in the country at home, 15 as well, in front of a record crowd at the field hockey and lacrosse complex. Very successful time there for Kathy Reese in that program, um, and they're going to be obviously one of the top teams now ranked number two uh, just behind that North Carolina team and every year it seems to be Maryland North Carolina Terrapin fans are used to that Um, and Megan Whittle who I think we will have on this show in the next few weeks bearing down on the all-time Maryland goals record so something to look at right there pretty incredible to to think about that I mean the amount of just superstars that have come through this program that you know in this era and this time you have somebody who's who's getting close to that record I mean, you you, you got to say that's a, a pretty amazing accomplishment. But they're going to take on uh, number six Virginia before we we, we record this on, on Wednesday. Winners of eight straight, the Terps are trying to make it nine against the Cavaliers, and then you know, they're going to get you know right in the meat of their uh, Big Ten conference schedule as well with uh, hosting Rutgers uh, this weekend, depending on some snow that might be coming through the the College Park area. Yeah, and that snow is going to affect multiple sports. Um, won't affect you, Keith, as you head to Illinois with softball on Thursday. 
Terps on a big, big run right now. Was it nine of their last 12, yep. five out of their last six, two straight Big Ten Series wins? What has been the difference? Uh, you know, it's the best start since 1999 in conference play for Maryland. Back impressive. In their, in their ACC days, out to a 5-1 and one start, sweeping Iowa, and getting a 2 out of 1, or excuse me, 2 out of 3 against Penn State the weekend prior. And I'll tell you, it comes down to pitching, Taylor. I mean, that's been the difference for them this year. Two new pitchers to the, the program with... Uh, junior Sydney Golden, freshman Ryan Denhart. They've both been fantastic, especially Golden these past two weekends. She's pitched 24 innings, 23 of them shutout innings. So, so she she was, again, stellar for the Terps this past weekend against Iowa. Had you know a, a six-inning relief appearance where she earned the win in extra innings. And then uh, a one-run game, a homer from Sky Elazar, who's going to be on this program with us this week, uh, in a one nothing win on Sunday, able to go seven innings for a complete game shutout. So, I mean, that's the difference in a sport like softball. If you have one or two pitchers who can do that consistently, you're going to be in some games. So that's been a really the difference this year for them. Up to 15 wins already, four above where they finished last year in terms of the W's and L's and the wins and loss columns. So uh, they're going to have a tough you know weekend up in Champaign, a very good Illinois team that you, know, you hope you can get one or two and you'll come out of there and, and you'll be still in prime position at the top of the Big Ten standings. Yeah, absolutely. And and that you're right, that pitching has just not been there for the Terps the past few years and they've really solidified that weekend rotation. And unlike baseball, a sport where you use a ton of pitchers, softball, those girls can go and go and go because how natural that throwing motion is and you can let you know, people go if they're pitching well, even if it's two straight days, you know, two and three days, they, they can really do some things. The other side of the diamond, Maryland baseball, really been up and down for the past few weeks. Got a big series win against Northwestern this weekend, a walk-off walk on Saturday, and then a come-from-behind victory on Sunday. The walk-off walk, the most electric playing uh, sports, Scintillating maybe? stuff, scintillating stuff. With the Maryland softball team in attendance, brought some energy to the stadium. Um, calling ball four, ball five, got maybe got into the Northwestern pitcher's head there um, to help the Terps baseball get a win. Dropped their midweek affair with William & Mary in 11 innings, 4-3 to three in a 4-hour and 11-minute game, which everyone likes on a Tuesday afternoon to play that long. I can tell you did. Absolutely. It was enjoyable as usual um but the terps have a big conference weekend this week against illinois at home which could be affected by snow on saturday supposed to have a lot of snow so trying to figure out what the game times are going to be uh for the terps this weekend but pretty much guaranteed to play on friday maybe one maybe two uh we'll see what happens nick dunn has been the story for baseball so far this season uh, batting over 340 really leads the terps in all major offensive categories from second base the guy has just raked and raked and then kevin beyondick um, is really doing it all for the terps batting in the three hole um he notched a win on saturday on the mound hit a game-winning home run in the eighth and then saved the game in the ninth on sunday uh, not too many guys in the country could say that this no, past week. No, that's a, that's a hard thing to do. And so those are the two guys, besides Hunter Parsons, who's really established himself as a great Sunday option for the Terps, but really for baseball. And I think softball, what they found the past weeks is consistency. And Rob Vaughn talked about it last night. Just have to play more consistent baseball, especially on the offensive end, with who the Terps have personnel-wise, should be having a better offensive season. And they'll need that as they go through Big Ten play to try to make a dent and make a run in a Big Ten regular season title. But I think the story for this week, Keith, is gymnastics as they've had a great season under the newly crowned Big Ten Coach of the Year, Brett Nelligan, our guy. I mean, if he could teach us gymnastics, Keith, you knew he was going to do something with actual gymnasts. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, they're heading down to Raleigh, North Carolina for the NCAA regional round here. You know, I was out at the uh, watch party they had, um, you know, getting their name called. is always an exciting thing when you're around a team that's, you know, worked so hard throughout the year. And then to see uh, their name called in the selection show, you know, they were obviously very excited. But, um, you know, it's going to be a, a big week for them. You know, obviously a team that was young, that was still kind of up and coming, you know, had some new pieces that really, uh, you know, came through for them this year. But, uh, you know, it, it's going to be 
uh, you know, interesting week for them going out to, uh, you know, go up against some of the best teams in the country out in Raleigh. Yeah, it's going to be a, a big week and, and really just a sign of progression for that program. Remember, Brett and Ellicott talked about it last year. There was sort of a team in transition. Beginning of this year, when he talked to us, talked about how young but exciting they would be. And I think they matured even quicker than he thought they would. Um, and we're going to talk to Alicia Farina later in the show. We'll get her, you'll get her take on it. Um, but they've really been um, very, very good. Um, this season set some program records for scoring under Brett Nelligan and it's been a very exciting season and obviously the recognition for Brett um, who's really just a great guy and a great coach and mentor of student apps for him to get that recognition um, shows what he's done with that program Aaron Dooley Evan Eigner the, the uh, assistant coaches uh, they've really done a great job and put an exciting product out there spring sports continue track is into the middle of their season keith doing some things at the uva quad meet this weekend in charlottesville virginia that's an all-day affair on saturday april 7th and terps tennis is in action at home on sunday uh versus nebraska another person we need to shout out taylor is our guy yusuf hamida we had back on several months ago became the first all-american at Maryland, finishing eighth in the heavyweight class at the NCAA Wrestling Championships. First guy since 2014 since his head coach, or excuse me, assistant coach Jimmy Sheptock uh, earned the honor. So a, a nice way uh, to cap off a season uh, for Yusuf, who we were obviously cheering for you know, pretty hard. I got to be honest, one of the most satisfying Maryland athletics moments this year was him beating Sam Stoll. That just... It was a big upset for that him. That was he a huge upset. A guy he lost to before a guy that there was clearly some tension in that match between those guys, and Yusuf just grinded him at the end. And in wrestling, the way Yusuf won, just really outwilling him for the takedown at the end and getting the back points is just the most satisfying way to win in that sport. I was in a uh, it was electric. grocery store parking lot in Hawaii with my phone stream watching that match, and I, I think I was the you know, loudest person in that parking lot uh, yelling at that point. I was sitting with my mom at my house finding uh, charger converters for England. <laughs> so it was, she was like, what are you talking about? I was like, Mom, you said me it's going to be an All-American, I think, because you just beat Sam Stoll. Hadn't gotten it yet. Needed to still get it done. Right. Needed to still get it done. But that was a, a very, very satisfying win and, and very cool for him. But with that, let's get to our two interviews today. Um, Student-athletes with softball and gymnastics. We'll start with Sky Elazar. Obviously, softball off to a great start in the Big Ten. And Sky is a great personality. Been here for four years. Been a part of this rebuild. Talked about going back to Hawaii. A lot of very interesting things. Keith, also a part of that trip, so we can get your perspective about that later. Then we'll talk to Alicia Farina, the member of the gymnastics team. And what, as we talked about just briefly there, the gymnastics team just had a great, great season. That team really came together. Um, really showed, I think, the potential they can have in the Big Ten. A lot of that team is young. A lot of them are going to be back. So let's get to those two interviews. We're back here on Hear the Turtle with Maryland softball's Sky Elazar. Sky, thanks for giving us a little bit of your time. Of course. First of all, you guys are off to a 5-1 and one start in Big Ten play. Really have had your team come together the last few weeks. What's been the difference starting this year in Big Ten play as opposed to previous years? What's really come together for you guys? Um, well, prior to Big Ten start, we had a good uh, outing. We went to Hawaii. We had a little break. Um, had a good outing there. Played some really good games against Tennessee, Hawaii, and uh, Cleveland State, I think it was. They're all good teams, um, and just carrying that forward into Big Ten was really good for us. So I think that was a big thing, like coming in with a winning mindset, and then 
uh, just having new energy. Um, we've like had new practices where we've put a lot of pressure situations on and like having the urgency that we had to get it done in that moment. So that's been different and it's been helping us a lot. I think what Coach Wright's probably discovered is you might have to go back to Hawaii every year. <laughs> I mean, the team, you know, it's, yeah. the, the proof is in the it's pudding. It's not a bad place to go. <laughs> I mean, it was fun. I think it was a good for us just to mentally kind of like have some fun, play some good softball. And it was like, I know it was good weather. And I knew that was like a big, like good thing for us. The break for we went to. Big well, time. obviously that must have been amazing for you to go back there and play. <laughs> I, I w- I'm interested to know, did you know you guys were going to go and play in Hawaii when you were committed here? Or is that just out of the blue your senior year? Like, wow, I get to go back home and play. No, so my sophomore year, um, there's a different coach my freshman year when Coach Ray yep. came in. Uh, my sophomore year, she kind of pulled all the classes together and made us come up with a bucket list of what we wanted to do before we graduated here at Maryland. It could have been softball-wise, not like softball, just anything we wanted to do, knowing the places that we were going to travel to. And for my class, obviously, I was like, I want to go to Hawaii. Let's put this down. And not thinking anything, I was just like, well, that would be really cool to go back there. And then she, like, got it done. So that's pretty <laughs> that cool. Was cool. What was it like to share that experience with you, you know, your teammates? I'm sure they've heard you talk about it a lot, being from there, living there. What was it like just to be out there with all of them? Um, It was great. Uh, they had a blast. Um. They were soaking it all in. They're asking me questions. They tried the food. They obviously they try to go to the beach as much as they could. Um, they were like, "Is it always this hot?" And I said, <laughs> "Yes, it is." Um, but they loved it, and I'm sure they would want to go back every year if they could, if Coach allowed them to. Were you essentially just the tour guide? Because you, I mean, had anybody been to Hawaii on the team? Or you? Um, a couple of my teammates had been there when they were little. Like, okay. I know Jackie had been there, um, but she does not, she didn't remember. Yeah. But as far as anyone else, no, I don't think no one had been there before. Uh, yeah, we took them a couple of places to eat, but other than that, um, our game times were great there and coach just kind of said, Hey, venture off. So the girls asked me what to do, like what place to go. Cause I also went and ventured off <laughs> with my family. Uh, I hadn't seen them in a while. I didn't go home this winter break. So, uh, yeah, I just kind of told them where to go. I was going to ask, what is that like to be able to see your family in the middle of the season? Obviously, Hawaii is not the easiest place to get to, both for you to get back there and for your you know, family to come watch you here. Was that pretty cool to be able to go back there and see them at a time where you probably wouldn't see them during the season? Yeah, um, it was it was very cool. A lot of my cousins that were there uh, had never seen me play so- collegiate softball live oh, wow. ever. Um, so that was very cool. I'm the youngest other than my little brother but we kind of don't count him in our uh, generation uh so i'm the youngest and like just to have them all out there and have their families out there a lot of them have kids to look up to me um it's just awesome and it was so cool to play in front of them and i had a lot of old coaches come out and watch me i got to play against some old teammates that play on university of hawaii so that was funny and fun at the same time because i'd never thought i would play against them again either so it was just awesome it, we all had a, such a good time this guy i've had a couple you know tough seasons here over the years but you know now you, you've been a you know, cornerstone in this rebuild i mean how rewarding is it to see you know you've won nine out of your last 12 you're kind of on a roll here you know with this team right now it's awesome it's rewarding um it just shows that uh, you can't can't cheat the process and you have to just trust in what you're doing and that it's going to come. And I think that was a big thing in trying to instill into like the program lately was that it's a process and that winning isn't just going to show up out of the blue, which I feel like a lot of the veterans now um, we're understanding that it takes 
a lot to win and to consistently win and we're just happy like it's paying off now uh, coming into this year of big 10 play obviously with any type of team success you enjoy individual success and for you these past few years have been very successful um, especially for you at the plate how do you feel like you've developed from when you got here as a freshman to now um, to be able to sort of have years like that where you're consistently batting in those mid 300s high 300s um, and, and really getting towards some Maryland record type um, numbers what's that been like for you uh, just trusting in what I do um, a lot of it when I came in uh, facing some of the best pitchers we've played so I think every top 25 team at least once since <laughs> I've been here um, and just trusting in what I do and not making it bigger than it is um, my freshman sophomore year I mean the Big Ten we had a lot of like strong pitchers Gronwig and Betta and to go in and face them was like very uh, just trying to test your skills of competing against the best but just I don't know having fun uh, reminding myself to have fun that I love to hit uh, I actually didn't hit left until my almost my sophomore year of high school so like to now come in and like have power numbers is like very fun for me because I've almost hit right my whole life so that's just been fun and trusting the process whoever comes in like have a few coaches and just trusting them and trying to learn something a little bit from each of them every year has like helped me grow throughout my years here you mentioned those power numbers, four home runs this year. One of them was your first at-bat of the season. I mean, is that like the ultimate thing for a ball player? Like, you know you're going to have a good year when you're homering your first, you know, at-bat of the year. Um, Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, Vic, we came in my fall, and it was funny. Played against her this past summer, Canada Cup. She's seen me hit. I wasn't in my best hitting state. Oh, when I was playing on the national team, I actually went back to slap when she seen me. <laughs> so she was like kind of like she was observing me from afar and we came in and she we just did work and she altered some things to my swing and um got my power and my confidence back so when I came in first weekend my dad was there we played in California it was a lot of homecoming for my teammates it was just a good environment and it was just it was awesome to hit it there so you had that opportunity to play for the Philippines national team first of all how did that come about and what was it like to represent them and have some success as well um I got invited to try out last year. Um, I got notified to come out to see if I was interested. And of course I was. Um, getting there, getting to play with some other uh, Philams, we call them Philams, short for Filipino Americans, um, that have played for very top tiered programs, Arizona, Oregon, uh, UNLV at the time when they were winning and the WAC and all that. Um, was just so humbling and it's such a good experience to also play with the uh, local girls there and we came out and we were proving everyone wrong this summer we, and it's been a blast and I can't wait to go I'll get to go to Worlds with uh, with Vic again and also play against her in Canada Cup so it's gonna be, it's gonna be an interesting <laughs> one. Um, They're gonna have you scouted. They're gonna oh, yeah. scouted. Oh, <laughs> too scouted. She knows my weaknesses, but I know hers too. So oh, it's kind of funny. Uh, we all we hit together all the time. So I'm like, haha, I'm like, we're gonna throw you that every single time. <laughs> um, and she knows my weakness too. So it's gonna be fun. Um, getting to go to Indonesia and try to qualify for the Olympics this summer is gonna be great. This guy wants you to take me back. I know there's a story last year that talked about, you know, your early days in Hawaii. You know, you, you describe you and your brother as like park rats. You're always at, you know, the, the cages hitting, you know, going, you know, to, to field ground balls. I mean, do you feel like at an early age that just love of the game was instilled in you and that you knew that, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to be doing this for a long time? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I've played baseball uh, almost my whole life. Loved it. Um, my older brother played, so I was just literally a park rat around it 24-7. Um, and then I started to play it, and I just loved it. I loved the competitiveness. I loved that there was different aspects of the game that you had to try and master. Um, played almost every position you could possibly think of. Uh, and then it was my transition to play softball was kind of rough for me because at first I – was kind of not good at softball because I'd played baseball my whole life and then like the speed of the game uh tempo and I almost kind of fell out a little bit because I was getting older and my dad's like you can't play baseball anymore you have to play softball because you're not gonna go to school to play baseball um and then they switched me to hit left-handed and then that's kind of when things skyrocketed for me like I was fast and they needed me to get on the bases um so yeah at a young age yes and then my early years of high school, I didn't really think I had what it took to play at the D1 level until I started going to California to play, and where coaches were like, "You, you're gonna, you're gonna get there. Like, you're gonna be a Division One athlete. You're gonna play in the Power Five. Like, don't doubt yourself." So that was just kind of what happened for me after baseball. I was about to say that's pretty interesting because I think people would would believe that it would just be seamless to go from baseball to softball because. On the surface, they look like very mm -hmm. similar sports, but it's got to be a much different way to hit because in baseball, the ball's coming over to the top. Obviously, mm -hmm. it's coming underhand in softball. So was that really hard to try to take yourself out of that mindset of baseball and play softball? Um, Yes and no. I mean, hitting, everyone thinks like, oh, a lot of the baseball players think that they can hit off like our pitchers. <laughs> I mean, we brought them out a couple of times and we're like, yeah, no. We're like, there's- I would thing. like to see that as, as <laughs> someone that works with baseball. I would love to see those guys try because um, I don't think they could get it done. There's a thing called a rise ball and <laughs> you're never going to hit it with what we call baseball swing, which is like- essentially trying to lift the ball because of the trajectory of like what they're yep. pitching so yeah yes and no um i when i got older i really had to alter my swing because i still kind of had it and i could get away with it in my when i was younger because girls didn't really throw that hard but it was definitely when i got older i was like all right like i can't hit like a baseball swing anymore and then also the pace of the game so obviously your field's a lot smaller like and then there's this thing called the slap game and people slap <laughs> and drag one and that people don't do that in baseball and just uh learning to field that so like i play third on the national team and i played third here in my sophomore and part of my junior year like it's hard to do like you need to that's just like something else that you have to train so Yes, it is, because I can't count how many baseball players can come in and hit a softball. I was going to say, I think I need Sydney Golden versus Nick Dunn, and I need oh. Sky Elozar versus Taylor Bloom. That's what I need right oh. there. Set that up. I like we, that. Uh, I've, I've known Bloom, and I know Dunn, and I'm like, come on, you guys. Come on one day. And they're like, no. Ah, <laughs> uh, we need to get them out. It's because they're scared. We need to get them out there. We need to get them out there. Just, guys, you look at the remainder of the conference schedule ahead of you. I mean, what goals do you have for this team? What do you guys want to accomplish as a group, you know, when you get deeper into the spring here? um, Just keep being consistent, Um, playing our softball, winning games, how we know how, and uh, – just having fun while we're doing it, not getting so caught up on who's on the other side or what their record is, what our record is. Um, obviously, our big goal is like we want to make the Big Tens and go and compete, but just keep winning, take it game by, game by game, and whoever's on the other side, just that game, win it for our pitchers and as the team hit. Sky, we'll get you out of here in a little bit of rapid fire. The first one is besides your family, obviously you want to see your family, what's the one thing you can get in Hawaii that you can't get here? 
spamless bees. Spam. <laughs> wow. What an I, answer. I, I, just, I tried it. And I was like, really? I didn't even know I was eating it. I was just like, it's at the breakfast buffet. <laughs> wow. I've never had that. Is it good? So basically, it's like sushi, but there's spam in the middle. So like at home, we make spam with bees, which is like a really big thing. I don't know. But either you like it or you don't. People don't eat spam because they know what it is. But... We eat it because it's just, I don't know, we grew up with it and it, I don't, I don't know. And also sell this for me. I feel like I pronounce the name of the state wrong every time. Give me the correct pronunciation from a native of the state of Hawaii. 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 It's almost Hawaii. like there's an apostrophe Sometimes they go eyes. Hawaii. So you have to like Hawaii, announce. so the Hawaii, Hawaii is the state. Hawaii is one of the islands. Like there's, oh, like, is like, it's two different things, so. It's hard. The language is hard. I don't even want to try. No, there you go. That's that's better than I could ever do. Uh, what's your favorite sports movie? Sports movie? Remember the Titans. Mm, it's mine as well. Very good choice. Fantastic choice. Uh, your bucket list sporting event to attend? Yankees game, Yankee versus Boston at Yankee Stadium. Wow. Preferably in the postseason. Well, that was that's a very good too. one. You yep. had that ready to go. Yeah, most people sit there and think about it. Like, no. oh, the Super Bowl. There you go. Very specific <laughs> answer. Like it. Love it. Uh, what TV show are you watching right now? TV show? Uh, Scandal and How to Give Away with Murder because mm. they're back to back. You're in the Shonda Rhimes vortex. Oh, I love I her. think we had a, didn't we have a guest who also was, it's like the Thursday. Yeah, it's that? like, ah, uh, who said that? Was that Aisha Ky- Small? Or Kyla Charles. It was somebody from Women's Basketball. Yeah, it was I either Kyla or Aisha. One of those, one of those said it. Um, and then finally, what's your favorite place to eat in College Park? <sighs> That's hard. You can't tell me that. It's between Looney's and Marathon Deli. Oh, mm-hmm. good choice. Uh, what Looney's fantastic menu. What do you get? What's your go-to? Krabby Patty. Wow, oh, nice. I'm a Buffalo nice. Chicken Tender. So the, the Maryland influences <laughs> come strong. Yeah. Uh, You're a big yeah. tuna wrap guy, Keith. Love it. Love it. Oh, it's like the tuna steak thing. <laughs> and then what do you get for Marathon? Um, a spicy chicken hero. Wow, another good choice. Fantastic! Try it. Some of the be- I would say one of the better <laughs> rapid fires we've had. Those great answers right at the top. Sky Elzar, keep doing what you're doing with Maryland softball. Suggest all Maryland fans to get out and watch them as they go through the Big Ten series. Thanks for um, coming on with us. Thank you for having me. Thanks, guys. We're back here on Here the Turtle with Maryland gymnastics. Alicia Farina. Alicia, thanks Hi. for joining us. <laughs> thanks for taking some time. No problem. So Happy you're you. you're headed to regionals this weekend. You guys have had an awesome season, a really, really awesome season. Um, was there a time at this point in the year where you thought, okay, this team could like really do something special? Um, we can really, you know, make an indent in the Big Ten and then go to regionals. Yeah, definitely. I mean, honestly, even preseason, just watching the freshmen train and everything like that was super exciting. Um, I think the biggest thing that I really thought, wow, I'm excited for the rest of the season, was um, first when we beat Penn State. I mean, that was huge. We were all super, super excited about that. And also when we got our biggest score when we went 196.55 or something like that, you know, we were all super excited because, like I said, in preseason, we were all working really hard. And even in preseason, we talked about, like, wow, like we're really, really good. And, like, we were all super excited about the season. So those kind of things were definitely a motivator to be excited for regionals and stuff like that so you obviously went to regionals last year so you're one of only two members of the team to go what kind of advice you've been giving throughout the week obviously that's a a different pressure to go to the NCAA regionals what have you been telling the other girls and then how do you feel like they can learn from your experience last year um basically I've been telling them to just treat it like it's any other normal meet or even just when we're practicing in the gym because just because it's you know 
different teams that we haven't competed against before or um, podium or just the entire environment of NCAAs um, is super exciting. So I've been just telling them to like take a step back, like take a deep breath and not treat it like any, it's any different than any other meet that we've competed the past, you know, how many weekends this year. So um, I think that's just been pretty much all I've been really telling them and just embrace it. I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's fun being out there and watching and competing against all the other teams. So, yeah. All Big Ten performer this season. Um, talk about your your personal you know journey this year and, and what you think you really did well and what, what kind of helps you have all that success. Well, uh, I mean, definitely this year coming in, I had a lot more confidence in myself. Just you know, being a freshman, everything is so new and stuff like that. So, I mean, just only a year under my belt, I felt like I had a lot more. Uh, confidence in myself and even in the team just like trusting the process of everything that we do in preseason and you know the beginning of the year if like a one meet isn't great you're trying to just like all right well you know ready to get back in the gym and do the next thing so I think that just having myself be more confident um, being out there when I'm competing is just helping me help others be more confident especially the freshmen you know since a lot of our lineups are freshmen and sophomores so I think that that's been helping a lot with myself and also the team. So, we talked to Brett before the season. He was super excited about you guys. You know about your energy, about how you looked in practice, and obviously he now wins Big Ten Coach of the Year um, and, and is able to sort of mentor you guys throughout the year. How is exciting is it for you um, and your teammates to see him get an honor like that, especially in a conference as good in the Big Ten? There's so many good teams for him to win an award like that. Yeah, I mean it's super exciting, and we're all so happy for him because you know. We've come a long way just from last year, too. I mean, last year we had really good seniors leave, and now this year we had freshmen come in who, I mean, did a great job this year of taking those senior spots and competing like they've been competing here for a long time and seeing how much time and effort and care and support that Brett puts into us is exciting and happy. we're all happy for him that, you know, he's getting honored just as much as we do when we do well, when we compete and, you know, do things like this, like even just podcasts or like whatever. So seeing him get the same reward. There's nothing better than hear the turtle. Right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, seeing him being able to be rewarded for all of his hard work too is super exciting and we're all happy for him. So, Alicia, I saw you have five brothers. Yeah. And you're the only sister in the family? Yeah. I mean, what was it like growing up with, with five boys in the, the household? Uh... Well, it was pretty exciting. I <laughs> like, I'm definitely the type of person who wouldn't be able to have a sister. I can tell you that. Like, you know, when like my friends are like, "Yeah, my sister stole this out of my closet," I'm like, "Oh, I never had that problem." Yeah. Like, so, uh, I mean, it was definitely exciting. You know, I always like roughed around with them, and you know, they gave me a hard time and whatever. But yeah, it was super fun. Where are you in the order? What is the? Are you the youngest? Are you in the middle? Or where? Uh, I'm the second youngest. Okay. So okay. yeah. Any of your other brothers do gymnastics? Or they do no. other sports? No, they. A lot of them did basketball, baseball, football, track, but that no, not so. Gymnastics. No one's no one's taking you on on the bars or the beam. You're you're, no. you're owning that area. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> owning that. Yeah. Um, and, and off of that, we, we talked to Brett about this a little bit. We asked him what his sort of favorite event to coach is. And obviously gymnastics is interesting because you're doing four different things you go throughout the meet. What is your favorite event to do? What like really gets you going? When you're going um, I really enjoy doing bars. Okay. Um, it's always been my favorite. I think it's definitely one of the most challenging events mm -hmm. in gymnastics because a lot of the other events are very similar. So, like, vault, 
floor and beam, like a lot of the things that you can do on those events are very similar, whereas bars is like completely different compared to the rest of them. So I think for me, that was just the most exciting of being able to learn, you know, things on bars that are more challenging and stuff like that. So. We asked us the bread as well, but you know, gymnastics is such a perfectionist sport. You know, you're going for that score, that that high, you know, mark. Do you feel like that perfectionist mindset, you know, translates to other parts of your life where you're just trying to always, you know, reach for that, you know, ultimate goal kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. I think it does. I mean, especially with like schoolwork or just, you know, anything, like relationships with friends. Like you even want those to be like I mean nothing's perfect but like as perfect (laughs) as possible but yeah I think so definitely I mean I even think that like you know having a clean room like stuff like that like you're very like okay this is how it needs to be done so I'm gonna try to make it the best that I can so I think one of the most interesting parts about what you guys do is the gymnastics is so individual in terms of when you're out there but you guys are a part of this team all year and really the team score is what gets you to where you want to go and one of the funniest things is I've worked these meets over the years is watching you guys do each other's floor moves as it's happening and every you know every single move to everyone else's floor routine what is that family atmosphere like in that room where you guys are out there on an island at times when you're performing but really it seems like you also have all of your team behind you in everything you're doing yeah exactly so like Yes, when you're out there, it's, like, you. Like, you're the one competing. Like, you're doing the skills. You're doing the performing. But, like, at the same time, when you have, like, when you're watching your teammates do it with you, you're it relaxes you almost because you're, like, oh, like, this isn't any different as if we were just in practice, like, goofing around and stuff like that. And, like, when you do hit your routine, like, you're just excited because you're, like, wow, like, my team just helped me get through that so that I didn't feel like, you know, oh, all eyes are on me, like, just me. So, Um, I think that as much as gymnastics is individualized, I think it's very team oriented as well, especially in college, because, you know, when you do well, it's more of like, wow, I'm pumped. I just did well for the team. It's like, Mm. yeah, good for you. Like you made it. But like at the same time, you're like, yes, like I'm so happy. Like (laughs) I just did that for my team. And so I think competing for a team makes it a lot more exciting. Whereas in club, you're very just like, well, if I fall, I fall. Or if I do well, like, nice. Like, Bes- it's not... Beside yourself, who has the best floor moves that you like to do on the side while they're doing them? Who's got the best one? You're like, uh... I can't wait for this to come up and do these moves. Because <laughs> that, that's what I would do. I would be the member of the team that wasn't actually any good. I would just do other people's <laughs> moves on the side and just get excited. Hmm. KPs are pretty fun. Kalia's are fun. Okay. Mm. And Dominica's were always really fun. There you go. Okay. Yeah. And there You're it on is. the lookout for them and uh, yeah. the regional coming up this week. Absolutely. The floor team is very fun. Very fun <laughs> stuff to watch. Um, you were in Sports Illustrated Face of the Crowd. First of all, why and how cool was that? <laughs> um, well, uh, because in high school gymnastics, I got a perfect 10 on vault and there you a go. few times. Wow. So they, I guess, thought that was pretty cool. But um, I remember I was actually at my friend's hockey game, and I, like, got a call from, like, a random number, and it was Sports Illustrated. And I, like, looked at my mom, and I was like, Mom, like, it's Sports Illustrated. And she was like, she was like, what? And I was like, yeah. And then she was like, well, pay attention to them. So then, you know, they just explained to me that they were going to do a small interview about me and put me in Faces of the Crowd, and they, like, explained, like, it was because of, like, the 10 and also like my high school team was um pretty good so yeah. we won states like wow 15 years in a row or something Jeez. like that so 
So yeah, so that was exciting. That's such a cool honor. Like you know, yeah. not many people can say they're in Sports Illustrated faces in the. Well, crowd. it's always the, one of the first things you see when you open yeah, the magazine. And you know, I, when I was a kid, I'd be like, I'm, I'm not as talented as these people. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna be in face in the crowd. No, it's very that's very very cool. Our last, you know, nor, some normal sort of question. College gymnastics is obviously what you do. Um, obviously, what your teammates do. But Olympic gymnastics is the peak of the sport. Where do you feel like college gymnastics sort of fits into that in terms of being something that people want to come watch? Because every time I'm at one of these meets, it's a really, really fun environment. I don't think enough people are exposed to. Where do you feel like that kind of fits in terms of elite gymnastics and college gymnastics? I mean, elite is a lot more intense and like the skills are like way harder. (laughs) And I mean, even the scoring is different in elite. So um, I think college gymnastics is just so much fun. And like I said, it's way more like team oriented. I don't know, just the atmosphere is way more relaxed and exciting, and you can really tell that we're all, like, family, and we're not just here for gymnastics, like, we're here for school, we're here for each other, you know, we're with each other every single day, and like you said, even just, like, our floor teens, like, that just goes to show, like, how much time we do spend together, and I think college gymnastics shows a lot more of that than elite gymnastics does, so... I mean, I think that's the best part about college gymnastics is getting to be with each other, travel with each other, live together, go to class together, everything like that. So We'll get you out of here in a little bit of rapid fire. And the first is, what is your go-to karaoke song? I don't know. I've never really done karaoke. What would you, you lived. If, if you're singing in the car, <laughs> if, what are you like turning up and blasting? That's another way to put it. What's your go-to? Uh, I don't know. That's a hard question. We have to come back to Stumped. that. Stumped. Yeah. Come back to it. We'll come back come to back it. To uh, we'll we asked this to everybody bucket list sporting event to attend one day. Well, it was a professional hockey game, but I just went to a Caps game. Oh, wow. Nice. There it is. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. They're a lot of fun. Maybe you're, you will give the Caps luck because they always fail in the playoffs. Maybe it will be you this well, year. Well, they, they lost pretty bad when I went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there it is. There well, it is. They're in the playoffs, I think. Exactly. So, yeah. What TV show are you watching right now? Sons of Anarchy. Wow. Oh, I've never actually went through and watched either, that. I have either, but I hear very good things about I'm like, it. It is. It's really good. You it's like, is that it. FX, I think? I'm like saving yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to like, spend really the good. summer, binge it. definitely watch okay. it. Okay. Sons of Anarchy. Uh, favorite sports movie? Either uh, The Little Giants. Okay. Oh, oh, great, great movie. movie. Yeah. I have not heard, heard that, that answer. This yeah. Fantastic. Or... Um, I guess I should stick. Should say stick it. Uh, well, we, we so we tried to get Brett to say that, and he was like, "I'm not gonna say stick." It. I'm not gonna, so. But yeah, probably definitely Little Giants and or um, Remember the Titans. Mm, That's well, a good well, one. There you go. One of my favorites. Uh, your favorite place to eat in College Park? Either Nando's or Noodles. Mm, okay, both good, solid. And then the song. Do you uh, have it? Probably any Justin Bieber song. There you go. That's a you winner. can't go wrong with no, Biebs. Yeah. Guy pumps jams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy pumps jams. <laughs> and there it is. Maybe Justin Bieber on the on the pump up playlist when you head to regionals. Will it be there? Oh. Hopefully. There you go. Hopefully. Well, hopefully you guys do well um, down there in Raleigh this weekend. We'll be rooting for you guys. It's been an awesome season to watch. You guys have really come together. Alicia Farina, thanks for giving us a little bit of your time. Appreciate it. Thanks for having thanks, me. Alicia. We're back on Hear the Turtle, and we talked to Sky Elizar about Hawaii. Not the only person in that interview that was at Hawaii. You were also there, Keith. What was it like to go there? First time there, correct? First time there. I think the best thing was going three and two. You know, two of those. Ah, guys. company man. <laughs> company man through and through. 
uh, you know, two of those losses to number two Tennessee, um, who you know is obviously going to be one of the the better teams in the country coming out of the SEC. But you know, a great trip, like Sky said. You know, girls got to relax, get some time on the beach, get some time to, you know, re- recharge the batteries for the conference season, and it looks like it's paying off at this point. Um, you know, with, with the start they've had, but yeah, you know, got to do a little little jogging, a little uh, little hiking. Um, got to we went to a luau as a team, which mm. is you know I never got to do, which is very interesting um, to to be there experiencing that. But uh, all in all, a, a fantastic trip. But you were out in jolly old England. I was in jolly old England, and as Keith mentioned earlier, Keith called me at one point when I just left breakfast, and Keith was just finishing dinner. And it was really, really, really weird um, to go through that. But, yep, went to uh, England with our Maryland men's soccer team for a week. They had a foreign tour. Uh, they played three teams out there. Kana's Key FC from the Welsh Premier League. They are supposed to play Stoke City. Stoke City canceled. Terps beat Kana's Key. Then Terps beat a combo U23, U18 team from Leicester City who won the Premier League a couple of years ago. And then beat I don't think it was those players, though. Not those players, okay. not those players. It would have been great if it was those players. That would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, and then beat uh, QPR, U23 team from Queens Park Rangers, who is a part of the English League Championship, which is the division lower than the Premier League. Terps scored 11 goals, conceded none, played very, very good mm-hmm. soccer. Everyone was very, very happy, including Sasha Sarovsky. Not always the easiest man to please, so to see him smiling was fantastic. Um, and, and he was very happy with how his players came together um, and played really a good brand of Maryland soccer. He was, he was very happy to see it. And the guys really gelled together and those trips are cool and i think you speak to this from softball that's really when a team can come together when you're out there for a long time you're on those long bus trips and, and airplane trips and and that really happened for, happened for soccer and coming off the year they came off of um i think was a very nice week for that program um and england was interesting and it was interesting i don't need to see an english breakfast for a while that was uh pretty boring <laughs> that was a one-time a thing uh, i had my spam and you had your english breakfast. exactly so there you go um walked around london london is very cool um, it was a very, very good trip and a cool trip. And um, it's awesome that student athletes also get those experiences to go to places like that. Those are places that you might not necessarily get to go in life if you don't get that chance. And our guys really embraced it um, and thought it was very cool. And obviously, thought the soccer part, you know, we went to a Manchester United game, um, which was awesome for those guys. So, um, yeah. Speaking of football. Last time we talked, we had our Maryland Pro Day. Speaking of uh, the other football. The other football. The other football. Football and football. Yes. Uh, out at the new Cole Fieldhouse, um, 30 uh, teams represented um, with uh, scouts and team uh, personnel yes. out there to, to watch Maryland's uh, players. You were uh, out there, Keith. I was out there, um, but I, I think the number one show, the number one attraction was DJ Moore. Yes, DJ Moore. I mean, what what an explosion um, from his from his senior season. Obviously, Mar- or excuse me, junior season. Obviously, Maryland fans saw what he did from a production standpoint. Uh, but the question was, how would he test? And obviously, this is the big thing. How would he run? All those different things. And he has absolutely knocked it out of the park and could potentially now be a first-round pick. Mel Kuyper's recent mock draft came out today, had him going to the Jags at the end of the first round. It might be College Park South. might be with, with Yannick Ngakwe, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it will be very, very interesting to see if he goes there. That would be very cool for him to get reunited with Ngakwe. But um, what a job by DJ Moore, obviously put in the work to be able to do that and has really impressed um, every time he, he gets in front of NFL scouts or personnel. So pretty cool. Then J.C. Jackson, 
also had has had good performances at the combine and pro day. So hopefully he gets drafted. Then I, you know, was reading some stuff. Josh Woods apparently our 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 guy, one That's of our right. my one of my favorite interviews we've had. Josh Woods played well at pro day. So that was also very cool to Can't see. Can't forget about Jermaine Carter, who's going to yep. be another one of those fringe guys who you know maybe did enough to impress one of those teams to take a late chance on him or you know get a, a camp invite. You know, hopefully in the spring in the summer to to maybe go out and get his NFL shot as well. And another guy doing that was Will Likely, who obviously went through that draft process last year, but was never fully healthy and sort of thought this was his real pro day, said that to the media. So hopefully Will gets a shot somewhere as a returner, a slot cornerback, somewhere um, to, to give him a camp invite because he's you know a really, really good football player and just never really had the ability to show off what he could do coming off the injury. So Terps looking to get that first-round pick would be so big for DJ Durkin from a player development standpoint to get, D, to get DJ Moore to that spot. DJ, 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 I'm saying it's DJ right now. <laughs> DJ Moore to get to that spot would be very, very cool. I think a big step for uh, Maryland football. But with that, our return podcast is over for this week. Big, big thanks to Sky Elazar and Alicia Farina for taking some time out of their busy schedules. Obviously, both girls are in season right now doing big things, so appreciate them coming and talking. Obviously, make sure to pay attention to that gymnastics thing. That's the biggest thing in Maryland Athletics this weekend, what that team does in Raleigh. Appreciate everyone coming back and listening to us, and forgive us for our time off. It got busy for us, but we're back and ready to roll these things over the past few weeks as we get towards the end of the athletic season. Make sure to follow us on our social media channels, at Hear the Turtle Instagram. At Hear the Turtle on Twitter. Snez through one on Twitter. Taylor Smith 10 on Twitter. Do we even want to talk about cryptocurrency at this point? Because it seems like I might just stop talking about it. <laughs> uh, it's it's been a, it's been a little little rough here, but um, yeah, I'm just I'm just keeping the you and our and resident uh, crypto expert Nick Lafaro, <laughs> the head of our digital media department, seemed very low on it yesterday. Yeah, you know, just um, just gonna set it and forget it. You know, mm. see what see what As it looks Ron like Cohen in a year. Said, what a great reference! What <laughs> <laughs> <Put laughs> a commercial. <laughs> just, just, just look what happens in in a year, and then and we'll go from there. And there it is. And it with all the people that sold crypto on time, you can then go keep the money that he lost on crypto. And we'll see you next week. Go Terps. <laughs>